And I'm Ruben. And welcome to Clarity. In Clarity, we discuss ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. How did they do it, Rich? Did pretty good, Ruben. Okay, awesome. Now it's my second Ruben. time ever doing this intro. I you did it, Ruben, after you, you gave me some guff that last time. So. Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to December. Uh, this is a awesome month. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, many things happening. Indeed. we. In fact, we are recording this before Thanksgiving, so in a lot of ways... Um, yeah, we're doing a Christmas thing before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'll be in, uh, I'll have some vacations for Christmas and New Year's. I'll be out of town. Uh, Cassie and I are going to Michigan. How about you, Rich? We're going to Florida. All right, Florida. Florida. Awesome. To Georgia for Thanksgiving. So I think that uh, right now we're kind of trying traveling because by the time that you guys are listening to this, we'll be like in different places doing different things. But also we are starting a new year and, you know, not only a new year, a new decade. Yeah. So this is something that had been pretty recent for me. Um, a few days before we were recording here where I was like, wait a minute, people are posting this. By now, this they're going to be old hat, but pictures where it's like a picture of them in 2009 and a picture of them in 2019. I'm like, wait, this is the end of a decade. It is. My goodness. And so I realized, man what have I been doing for 10 years? And so I, I just, it was a Sabbath evening, you know, Friday night and church was the next day. And I was like, you know, as I'm falling asleep here, let me just think about everything I've done in 10 years. And doing that, I started to like see how different light events, life events coincide together. Mm -hmm. It kind of showed me a, some interesting things about what's been going on with me in my life. Yeah, and you then you pitched me the idea, and I said, like, yeah, let's let's talk about it. And at the same time, you guys, we don't want to make it about us, you know? Uh, we don't, we, I mean, the show is Clarity with Rich and Ruben, but uh, the whole point is just to share with you what helped us. And I think I, in my case, I, I learned more about my, 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 my mistakes than actually my good things that happen uh, mm. sometimes. Uh, or mistakes from other people, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I was young naive wild and free and all the all the cheesy tags that you may want to put to a 17 year old boy so <laughs> yeah all the cliches yeah. i mean and so basically here's here's the challenge i'll give it to you guys at the end of the episode here but the challenge at the top is go and just ask your look at december 31st 2019 or 2009 and compare it to where you're at. To, and from today, and if, just go through all everything that's happened, all the major milestones, all the big highs, lows, achievements that have happened in that time. Not to say, what have you been doing for 10 years? Yeah, probably you're but, a teenager and you actually were not alive for, I mean, probably you don't remember what happened. If you were a teenager, yeah. you were alive. Yeah, you were alive, but you don't remember what happened. For example, I don't remember like five years old. My, my, my earliest memory is like, four years old, five years old, but it's like really blurry, really blurry times, uh -huh. you know? So, I mean, if you if you can reflect as, as as back as you can, or if you're older, then, then I don't know, you can go back to 10 years ago. That'll be awesome. Good reflection. Good, good exercise. Yeah. I can remember PK. You remember PK? PK, I remember, yeah. All right. I did it at church. Hey. It was in a church we belonged to. Speaking of which, we kind of, we're kind of going full circle with this end of the decade, you know, like I think 10 years ago, like cable tv was like a big deal you know mm. it, it was kind of like a big deal you know it 
it was really nice. You you get this package of channels and you have to TiVo and everything and stuff. Yeah. And but nowadays we have streaming, but now that we see like different streaming uh services, it's kind of going back that you need to get a full package with this whole streaming sites, bro. So, <laughs> Because like right now we're Disney Plus, uh we're having Apple TV Plus, we have like Netflix, we have Hulu, we have uh you name it. You name it, guys. And We're going full circle again with these packages. So if, if you want to watch this show, you got to have subscription to this uh, uh, service, you know? If it works, it works. And like the thing is like, there's enough innovation where it is different from cable because you watch everything in order. Yeah, but I mean, then, you have- But you have Disney Plus is different. Why, bro? It's the because same. Because they're releasing one episode at a time. Hey, Netflix is doing that again. It's going to do that from now on. No. Yes, you want they want to hold off Disney, to Disney. I hate you. See that we're we're going back again to the point that we have to. The difference is like if you miss the the commercials, uh, and because you were taking too long in the restroom, uh, you can actually rewind if you if you didn't have a TiVo like me. I didn't have a TiVo. Back in Peru, TiVos were expensive, you know. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, uh, we're going back. But well, Disney Plus, I'll forgive you just because you have the Mandalorian. It is so, yeah. <laughs> so, you said, Ruben said a wrong thing the other day, today about that. What? He said Mandalorian is the best thing Star Wars ever. No, no, no. I didn't say ever. I corrected myself. I said okay. like, uh, compared to the last films, yes, it's a really fresh uh, look to the whole universe. When Luke, when Luke was in the fields and then spoiler, he wasn't. Spoiler alert. Tell me that wasn't spoiler, wrong. Spo yes. Tell but me that wasn't the coolest thing ever. You're, you're talking and about. And on the planet. And the, and the starships are going through. You, you are talking about one like scene. It's a yes! whole experience. It's a whole experience. Yes! Okay. But okay. it leads up to that. All right. All right. All right. Ah, oh, and those little, the porgs. They're so cool. Uh, I, I'll give, I, I like Rogue One. Uh, I don't like You've seen stuff. three episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, right? Yes, but I like the Me whole too. environment, the whole stuff. Well, Thus far. Thus far, yes. I mean, probably I will be bidding myself to the three uh, in three weeks. I'll be I'll be probably retracting to my words. I don't know, but so mm -hmm. far we're 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 in good track. We're How big is the season? No idea, bro. No idea. But I th I think I I think I saw episode six synopsis so far. So yeah. How are they watching episode six? Synopsis, the synopsis of the episode. Oh, summary. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. I'm excited. Do you watch it on Friday when it comes out or do you watch it on Sunday? I just watch it, the whole thing, like Saturday night with Cassie and my, my father-in-law, Don. Yeah, the three episodes, we just knocked them out of the park. They're pretty great, aren't they? They're great. They're great. Hey, you guys, uh, if you yeah. have Disney Plus and if you have Verizon, you also, you also can have like Disney Plus when you're free. So this is not a paid advertisement, just <laughs> PSA. PSA public service announcement. But let's go to the last decade, bro. Uh let's start with let's start with your major life events. 2009 seems so long ago. Okay. You or first not. or me first? You first. Excuse me. I just took up. So let me pull up my summary. All right. So let's do an overview. Mm -hmm. Um so I've started from 2000, like January 1, 2010. So in 2009, 2010, I was attending high school, public high school, at third high school in four years. I did public high, public everything in New York. And then sophomore, New York. junior year, I went to Blue Mountain. 
So when it came to 2009, um, I started the celebrated the new year. I was dating a German exchange student. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Um, that didn't end well. Um, on my part, I was young, immature, and stupid. And literally, in, when she left, instead of seeing her off, I went on a Pathfinder camp out. All right. Yeah, it was really not classy. No. Um, I'm avoid, glad you're not like that anymore. at my best. At yeah. its best, rather. Hey, guys, so, learn from rich mistakes. <laughs> richest mistakes. I graduated high school. I got into Southern Scholars, and I got into Southern and Union College and Andrews. I chose, and I was canvassing in Florida, had a really bad summer canvassing, really not productive, really dark time in my life, met some cool people. Then I chose to go to Southern. I got a faux hawk. That was a really bad decision. What? It looked so stupid, but I really, really liked it, and it was like my thing. And I was in Southern Scholars. I, uh, see, and then I, and I dated a different lady. My freshman year, she was my TA in biology. And no, no, was she in biology with me? She wasn't my TA. She was That's in a different person. Well. No. <laughs> Shut up. Wow. Freshman. Rich, not keeping up with the girlfriend yep. names, huh? 2011. Oh, I'm not going to name any names. No, no, you're not keeping up with her. You're mixing them together. There's so many. I just remember if she was a TA or in my class or not, because oh. she was like uh, a year older than me. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, that was my first year. And then, then 2011, half that year. Ah, oh, I can I did canvassing, and then I went from like not doing well with canvassing to yeah. Like, what's canvassing for people that don't? So know. it's knocking from door to door, uh, selling or offering on donation basis, uh, Christian books, okay, and health books and kids books and cookbooks. Okay. And I really wasn't doing well. But I decided I was going to do that at Southern as my job. Yeah. Normally, it's something you do in a 10-week period at a different location in the summer. And so it was a real moment for me to be like, you know what? Like, this didn't work well at Florida, but I'm going to work hard and do this. Learned under a guy named Andy Shirtliff, and he really, like, encouraged me and trained me up. And I got more spiritual under him. And then this guy, Ron, came, who I'd worked with in Mississippi before when I was having a real wild and crazy summer. Um, where I was like, when I was supposed to be canvassing and not having relationships, like making out with a girl in the, uh, in the, All in right. the dark and stuff like that. So anyway, he knew me in my wild days. So I was like, no, but this guy like took me under his, his wing and showed me that I showed him that I changed and he made me a leader. And then I went back to Southern. Um, so it's 2011. I've done. I did two years of Southern, then I went to be an, an SM from 2012 to 2013 in Pohnpei. So I was literally outside the country. That's where I found God. A girl I started dating in 2012 broke up with me after dating for a year, broke my heart. That's when I came to God. You guys have heard me talk about that before. I became vegan, and um, I almost stayed in Pohnpei, but I prayed about it. And that's like when I really felt like really called to America. Or like I felt like God was calling me to America as a mission field. People talk about the 1040 window all the time and they're like, oh, it's so important we do mission work outside, 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 outside. But um, yeah, I was really convinced I needed to work on making disciples here in America. A lot of people think they know the gospel, but don't. Mm -hmm. So I feel called to be here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. One, two, three. 
third year of Southern. Um, sounds really boring. Went to my first GYC in 2013. Um, and I became a life group coach where I taught, uh, I basically uh, facilitated doing small groups. So different people like on campus at Southern would do small groups as volunteers and they would pay some people to like coach and help these, meet these people once a week and help them with their small group and lead their own small group. And so I made a bunch of friends through that. Mm. I made friends with a girl who got me into rock climbing and that's my favorite hobby to this day. Um, that was junior Southern. And so I got into GYC that year. I got into rock climbing. Um, I got into the next summer I was in Idaho working at a summer camp, did tons of rock climbing out there. Um, got to go to Smith rocks, which is one of the most beautiful rock climbing places in the entire country. It's not as well known as Yosemite, but it's really good for sport. Sport climbing started there. Mm -hmm. I got to do my friend Joe and Morgan's wedding in 2014. And then my fourth year of Southern began. I interviewed with a lot of conferences. I didn't get a job. But then 2015 began January 1st with me getting a call from Carolina Conference. Awesome. So it's like there is, it's like the second time in my life where in this, ten, in the decade where I was really struggling. Like, what should I, a third really, when you count canvassing, like, what should I do? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I really called to be a pastor? I go and I realize, yeah, I am called to be a pastor. I'm not perfect, but Campson's working for me. Southern's show me I really am called to be a pastor. And then April dumps me, and then I'm in Ponape, and I don't know what to do. And then I really come close to God. Mm -hmm. And it's transformed my life absolutely for the better. I was like, one of the best things that's happened to me in my life is I realized how, how bankrupt I was spiritually without God mm -hmm. and having him in my life as a father and a friend. and and then here in um, 2014 to 15, like I get that call to ministry and like that huge gap before I got that call, I was like really like, I had put so much value in getting a call, Ruben. Like I was mm -hmm. so convinced I was one of the best and yeah. surely I get a job. But then I really just was like shaken up by how long it took. Yeah. I realized like, man, is, am I really worthless or is my value just not found in this? If it does, and does it really matter how I am compared to others? Yeah. And that really shook me up and helped me with it in that way. Um, and you know, I'm kind of going through a hard time now. So these lessons help me because I feel like I'm getting shaken up now in my life. Yeah. I mean, you, you notice that there's a, a point in your life that there was you were looking for a calm moment, like no storms, but then you realize, hey, my life is full of storms. I just need to embrace them or something like that. Yeah. So like, it's like I had all this student debt and I needed yeah. to get a job. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, God, you know, like I really went on, out on a, on a limb here for to follow you. What? So that was good. So yeah, 2015, uh, got the call, started attending a seminary. 2016, I'm at seminary and I start, I stop listening to the web sermons on this website called Audioverse. Yeah, I, I which think I started you to your do, story there. I started to yeah. do that in 2013, so 15 is when I stopped. By the way, 2013 is also, 12 to 13 is also when I became vegan. And uh, I forgot to talk about how in 2014 is when I started growing my beard. All right. No, 2013. 
2013. That's a November, major life event for Rich. Yeah. I had, I grew it in Ponape for the first time, but then the last time I've ever shaved was for an interview to Bible work for Roger Hernandez, November 2013. All right. So the same beard has been un has no 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 face of skin since that date. Awesome. I've trimmed it, obviously. But uh, anyway, we're back. Um, lots of things happened in a decade, man. I became a climber. I became a vegan. I grew a beard. I finished a four-year degree from Southern Adventist University. I served overseas as a missionary. I started dating my wife in 2015 after I got the job, the call. Um, I was, was like, oh, well, I'm going to leave Southern without finding a wife. But Shelly and I started dating February 2015. Spoiler alert, we get married later. Um, so yeah, I finished seminary, make some life friends. So 2015, 16, 17. At the end of 2017, I graduate. 2018, marry Shelly. Oh, in 2017, I went to Cuba with you, Ruben. Yep. In 2018, January, we remet in Florida. And yeah, 2018 and 19, I've been pastoring for two years. So 10 years. Graduated high school, college, seminary, got married, two years of pastoring. And yeah, like that. And, you know, I first made the list because I was like, wait, what have I done in 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> like, but ultimately, like, God's taking me through a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. And you see a pattern there. And as I was saying, like the storms and difficult times, but at the same time, we made it, man. We're So far, we're here. <laughs> Yeah. So far, we're here, and I'm sure if you're listening, uh, you resonated with some stuff with Rich. Uh, you you like rope climbing. I, I'm not a good rope climber, actually. My, I need to work on my grip and stuff, too. Well, I'm not good anymore. Well, all right. We should go climbing sometime for real. I mean... I might be inspired to buy a rope and get going climbing vacations again. Friend has inspired me to do that, because I've really been in a funk, man. I need to take better care of myself and actually have fun so I can enjoy my life. Yeah. Oof. Many things happen, Rich. In my yeah. case, <laughs> my turn, huh? Yeah. Because I've just been kind of like worker crash mode. Yeah. And it's like looking back on everything that's happened for me to be here, it's like, I, I didn't, God didn't send me here so I can just work or crash and be miserable. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, bro. I've talked too much. Ah, oh, you're fine. The thing is, and and I didn't have like a such a big and specific list of what happened uh, year by year. But I've noticed like lately, I've been swimming like three times a week, and when I swim, I count my twenty seven first laps as my tw one lap per year. My because oh. I, I I usually swim like forty or forty to sixty laps depending on the day because that's after the workout. But every lap. I when I'm swimming, I think about something that might have happened that year. For example, year one, I was born. Uh, <laughs> year two, I was growing up. Wow. Year three, that's what I do the, for my first twenty-seven laps. It's my so my every own, time you swim, you yeah, think about this. Yeah, it's my it's Bro. my it's my ex, it's an exercise of like I don't know. I didn't get it from anywhere in the internet. I thought it would be fun just to see. And then when it's twenty, yeah, but it, after after year twenty seven, lap twenty seven, what I do is just I try to imagine what how lap twenty eight will be like twenty nine. But then I I stop counting. I just count laps from from there on. But uh, I realize like it's funny how it, it sounds cheesy and everything. That's that's what I do when I swim because I wish I had like underwater headphones. I mean music or something. But 
At the same time, I also think that it's a good moment for me to reflect on whatever is going on in my life whenever I swim. Sometimes I swim for 30, 40 minutes nonstop. So, uh, 2009, I uh, was the second year undergrad in Peru. I was young, naive. naive. Uh, I was sheltered. Uh, my parents will pay for my school because my dad, is a, he works for the church. He's not a pastor, but he works for the church. And so he will get a 75%, that coveted 75% discount for workers, you know? And I wouldn't have, I didn't have to work hard in order for me to get my education and stuff. It was not until I got here to the US that I started, I realized, and I see the big difference between 10 years ago and today and how like, uh, I never struggled for food. I never struggled for uh, education, but when I got here, it was a big change, like, mm. like day and night, literally. Uh, also, I did canvassing. I did canvassing uh, in Ecuador. I think it was in Ecuador. And then also in the in the jungle in Peru. Canvassing was interesting. My, and I feel like uh, it shaped my life. Uh, it, when I was in the jungle in Peru, I was close to, I mean, relatively close to my parents. So I still relied on them. And when I was not doing good with my sales of the books or magazines, I will call my mom. My mom has a soft side for me. So my mom will say, hey, Ruben, how are you doing? It's like, I'm not, going, not doing good, mom. Uh, I'm, I didn't sell good, uh, nothing this day or this three, four days, sometimes a week. And then and she say, oh, okay, don't worry. I'll send you money. I'll wire, I'll wire transfer some money. And she'll, she'll send me money. She'll send me money. So I was like, I'm not relying on God. I'm relying on my mom in this mm. case. And, and that's not the good thing to do. So. I I ended up next time I ended up going to Ecuador, so it's a different country. To and in a different country, my mom it would be really hard for my parents to send me money. And I say like I don't want my parents to send me money. If I want to survive these three months, I want to make some money for for my school. Even if my parents pay for school, I can pay for my for my clothing or for my uh like anything school things. You know, like a computer or or books or something. I'll pay for my own stuff and. And it worked, man. It was hard. It was hard because I was not asking my parents for anything. And it was three months outside in a different country. I mean, they speak Spanish as well, but it, it may as well be a different culture and different ways of doing things, you know? Uh, it was a good experience. Uh, I ended up not uh, losing money there. I actually got some money and it was a beautiful experience. Then uh, I, I love playing soccer. I always like playing soccer since 20. 2009 it's for you for like rock climbing for you probably because i don't play soccer anymore or not as much my wife says like why not because she loves watching me play soccer for a reason not a not a best player guys uh not a best player not a worst either but and my wife somehow likes no, Cass marcos Cassie oh oh yeah marcos if you're listening marcos is a <laughs> recurrent yeah. Person, he's Marcos. probably one of the most faithful listeners. Oh, Marcos, we 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 love you, bro. We love yeah, you, and, and I haven't talked trash about Marcos in ages. <laughs> Maybe because he's like softened my heart with his affection and loyalty. Uh, that guy is something else, huh? Yeah. So when I went to Ecuador, I was actually, I was actually uh, heartbroken. Uh, it was a difficult situation, relationships wise. I was hmm. not mature either. I was not mature uh, the person that, but. Uh, there was one thing that I had clear. Whoever I was dating, I was potentially thinking on 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 marrying that person. Yeah. So that was that was my whole thing. I was trying to get that clear out of like, okay, I like that part, that girl, and if, if she likes me, it's not that I'm gonna propose the next week or the next month, but at least I'm potentially thinking this may be the one. So I better 
make uh, a good decision before even started dating or something like that. So that was, I was really heartbroken. That's why like there was a big uh, things and things that I, it is just like me being stupid and immature too, I guess. Uh, so then uh, 2010, 2011, uh, they mixed up. I graduated from uh, undergrad in Peru 20, 2012, the year at the end of the world, I guess. Uh, it was supposed to be the end of the world. According it didn't to the, end. It didn't end. Uh, wish it, uh, I wish not. I actually liked 2019. And 2013, I got a call uh, from the conference uh, the, in Peru, in, in, and I became an uh, academy chaplain. That was a good year. For real? You were the academy chaplain? Yeah. Yeah, I was an academy chaplain. That's what you did for your year of pastoring? Yeah, that was my year of pastoring. I didn't know that, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was my year of pastoring. Which academy? Uh, it was an academy in Lima. Uh, the It's called the Spania Avenue uh, Academy, Adventist Academy. So it's it's one of the biggest schools in Peru, in, in Lima. So we had two chaplains. So it was I was part of a, a team of two chaplains. And it was amazing. I had to teach religion, be with the kids. I was a church elder in the church as well. And But during that year, I also started... Uh, I mean, Cassie was there all along, but in 2013 is when we actually made it official. Since 2013. Mm. So it was hard to have a long distance relationship. It was really hard. So we decided that we had to make a move, make a decision. So she came and visited me in Peru. She did go to Peru and spend time with my parents. She stayed with my parents. I stayed at, uh, with my grandparents because they live close to the academy. And then we say like, hey, this is going well, but we are far from each other. So... And then 2013, at uh, the end of 2013, I was ready for my second year as a chaplain. But then uh, an opportunity arose, you know, and, and, and I realized that I needed to be with my wife in order to, uh, with, I was not my wife, my, my girlfriend. It was not even my fiance in order to have a good relationship. So I decided to come to the U.S. So that was really hard. It was like a difficult times because my parents would not, I mean, they will, of course, support me financially when it, when they will support financially when I was in, in, in undergrad. But then after, uh, after undergrad, they, they wouldn't help me or anything else. It was, I was on my own. So if I were, that decision was hard because I needed to come to a different country and they would not pay for my tickets. They would not pay for my food. They would, they would not support me at all. Not financially. Uh, they, all, of course, would like for, to be with me and everything, but. That re the situation is that I came, uh, I came to Andrews. Long story short, because there, that could be a whole episode on itself. Because it was really hard. I, I had to quit my job. I had to quit my. Uh, I had to quit to the conference. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I went there and I say, hey guys, uh, I, I talked to our president and say I want to go to Andrews. I want to study. I want to be close to my girlfriend. I don't want you to pay anything. I, I just want to be there. Uh, and and when I'm done, I can come back. Uh, I, I like just to have a position or anywhere. Anywhere, just give me a job when I come back. And they say, no, you got to quit. <clears throat> you got to quit. Uh, things work different and differently in South America. Uh, why is that? <clears throat> why? Yeah, like, why, why, <laughs> they, why didn't they just fire you? Uh, well, they, they wouldn't fire me. They, they would just say, if you don't, don't want to do what, I don't know. They think they like, say? yeah, pretty much. Or it's like, God's calling is whatever you receive a call, that's God's calling. So you cannot look things on your own. You cannot, if you want to study a master's, the church needs to send you and needs to vote for you to go to get your master's or something like that, you know? That makes sense. 
in some ways. Uh, uh, except for like you're paying for it yourself. I'll be paying for myself, and also, uh, I mean, well, let's move on from that. Let's do that. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say they're yeah. right. You're wrong. I'm not. Yeah. No. 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 I. I may have been wrong too. I mean, probably. I. It's okay, but that's what happened. You know. Yeah. Fair and, enough, dude. And my. I got engaged. I got here 2014. Congrats. I got engaged. Uh, thank you. I'm married now. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, then I got to Andrews. I had to be international student for the first two years. It was hard. Uh, it was really hard financially. I had to work uh, overtime pretty much as many hours as I could. As I could. Uh, then I got married. Uh, then that they, they was my calling. I finished seminary. I met you. And <laughs> I met you. Yeah, I met you. And <laughs> I met you in Cuba, pretty much. Pretty you and, much. You and your frisbees. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I forgot to talk about frisbee. Yeah. Uh, I the frisbee to Andrews. Yeah. My good people. So David and Connor and. I think in my life, just to summarize, in 2019, I I got a job. Uh, I got a calling for the Carolina Conference. As soon as I was graduating, they invited me to work with them, and now I'm working full time here so i saw many trends i saw many friends come and go and that was for me that was the, the the biggest part you know sometimes you think that friends will be with you forever and some circumstances allow that but some don't you know a group of friends and and i some i think lately three years ago or four years ago i was living out of nostalgia you know mm. nostalgia is killer sometimes you feel like hey i wish i could go back to those times but it's mm. like Andy when in the last episode of The Office when he says like I wish I know I knew that I were in the good times when I was living them. Ooh. You know? Yeah, I wish I wasn't. I knew, you know. And who knows, Rich? This is these are good times too. You know, right now where we're living, 2019. I don't have 2019. to wait. And I don't have to wait. You guys don't have to wait until next year in order to have resolutions in your life. You know. Yeah. Okay. Talk on that. I have a reaction to that. Yeah, because, I mean, New Year Resolutions, man, just moving forward, uh, I think you guys should be tired uh, 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 by now to hear all our stuff, you know? But uh, every year that there's New Year Resolutions, it's interesting that every that the number one is just get fit, you know, or, or go to the gym or do something mm -hmm. about your health. And, and some people uh, leave those resolutions by the end of the week, some people by the end of the month. And we wait, we postpone our decisions or... or or some changes because we wait we're waiting for something to happen but something to happen is pretty much us just making the decision pulling the trigger if you may call it that way you had to say something about it yeah i don't have to am i allowed to i uh, don't 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 <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> so that there's like amen yeah. Sorry, if you don't like my voice, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Hey, and don't worry, I, I'm actually learning a lot about audio, like re, uh, audio editing, and I know how to deal with your. <laughs> so uh, that's called compressor. It's called compressor, and I'm you're so, fine. I'm so you so can offended no, right now. You can be yourself, Rich. The face don't you worry. just made at me when you laughed. I laughed. <laughs> but you can be yourself. That's the thing. You can that, be yourself. Is that who I am to you, Ruben? No, you're not like that. You're. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, All right. So what was I going to say? What were we talking about? We were talking about... Resolution. So when I was in Micronesia 2012 to 2013, and it was resolution time, I had made so many changes in my life. Like, And this has kind of been my, my thing here. It's like my resolution is a continual resolution 
to continue to make changes as I'm convicted or shown that I need them and that I can continue to be open to them. So there's this awesome article. Uh, there's this publication called the Adventist Review, which if you're a Seventh-day Adventist or even if you're just a Christian, I really recommend you read. It's um, it's a near refresh version in addition. Yes. If you had some stigma against that, it's a really lit. Yeah, uh, the publication version. has been in circuit since the founders of our church started it, and it's really refreshed and awesome. And they're currently doing a series for each month. It's I want to belong to a church that, and then dot dot dot, and then a list. So the month the issue I'm referring to is I want to belong to a church that is prophetic. I believe it would be for October. And um, Matt Lucio, who does Adventist History Podcast, wrote an article called The Secret Sauce of Adventism. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. And one of the elements of that secret sauce is our continuous openness to learn and change in response to Scripture. That'll be... Um, that's a So what, what is Seventh-day Adventism? It's a, an eager willingness to grow and respond to what Scripture has been teaching all along. And, whew, my goodness, man. And, and that hit me in the heart. Because when you look at it, it's not just something that's nice for, progressive, for a Christian who wants to be open to hear. It's not just something nice for a Christian who wants to stand firm to what to tradition to hear. It's true. Yeah. When you but, look at who we've been as a church, and it's sound— <laughs> And fair and reasonable and a good ideal for any Bible follower, right? I think so that's, that's what but, we need to have that, in that, life. That, that's like, a problem, bro. We, we don't need uh, to make a, a resolution. We need to have a continuous resolution to be open to change, open to moments of clarity, and, and be open relevant. To transformation, yes. Be relevant and be relevant. connect to your community. I mean, I guess that's a, a human thing. Just live out of the nostalgia, you know. Like good old times, you know, even that happens in our, in our churches, you know, like well, the good old times. There's no, Andy realized there's, Andy realized there's no way he could do anything to get back to the good old times. They were gone and there he is working at Cornell. And yeah, it's like Cornell for, for Andy, you know, he was always talking about Cornell. It's true. When he was at the office. He was now at the office. And then now he he's says, at Cornell talking about the office. <laughs> That's awesome. So. <laughs> I don't know what your Cornell is, guys, that you're listening. Mm. Or I don't know, uh, Cornell, uh, just for the, for, for the uninitiated, I guess. Preach it now. Uh, Cornell University was like the... the it's recurring, an Ivy League school. Yeah, it's an Ivy League school. And also it's a recurring thing that come uh, out of the character of Andy. Uh, yeah, he's just a complete schlup. Like, he always like likes pointing out that he's he, trash he's, uh, at whatever he does, basically. Yeah. But to he, be, to he, be nice, he's just trash at everything, but he went to <laughs> Because his parents were, uh, are rich, were rich. And, uh, are, were. Where, where? They lost everything. They lost Spoiler everything. alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. So Dad the thing is, like, for him, for him, everything was Cornell. You know, like, oh, I was in an a cappella group at Cornell. Oh, this happened at Cornell. Because for him, he was living out of the nostalgia. And he wanted to reunite, be reunited with his a uh, cappella group. Uh, mm -hmm. And he, everything was about the past. And then that's, that's what I, going back again, he says that I wish I, I had like a good, exp I, re I lived out the moments, the present when I was in the office because the office was amazing too, you know, or stuff like that. So if I don't know what your Cornell is going back again, guys, uh, I, I'm just trying to find out like my, my thing was friends, groups of friends. That was my, my, my Cornell, I guess. Mm. I, I, there was a point of life where I wish the same group of friends that I had through high school 
will follow me for all the stages of my life, which was an awesome and amazing group of friends. They were awesome. Some of them are still close friends to me, but not most of them. Not because we're not friends anymore, but just because the circumstances changed, you know. Uh, we're far this and that. But, uh, I mean, some things that I wish I could have done different, of course. And nostalgia in our, in our church also, it's just sometimes selective selective memory sometimes. Mm. Select, we have selective memory when it comes to the past. Uh, and we don't we, for, we we remember that it was good sometimes, but we don't realize that with the good there were also difficult times, you know. And and yeah, that's my, my vision for 2020, man. Uh, because the title of this uh, of this episode is 2020 vision, you know, looking forward. Because otherwise it'll be nostalgia episode, you know. And it's not a nostalgia episode. It's about looking forward. It's about what do you want for 2020 onwards, but. The reality is, what do you want from now onwards? More mm. than don't wait till twenty twenty. No, start. If now. you're listening to this episode in twenty twenty, that's fine. Or from if you're listening to this episode in twenty sixty, if we are, if this episode's still live by twenty sixty, that'll be amazing. But uh, don't wait till next year. Don't wait till next week. Uh, what do you think you can uh, put in your life that will give you some meaning? And I'm not talking about getting a cool uh, hobby or just being more active in social media. You know, just what what do you think it, it's going to help you? For me, it's going to be keeping... Uh, I need to journal, bro. I yeah. need to journal. I'm not good at it. And I feel that I could have, I could have more an, the interesting uh, insights about my past if, I ha- if I've been journaling, you know? Hmm. I'm not. And I, I think I want to do that. Uh, I recommend it, man. I journaled in Pontepe. It was life-changing for me. I know. I know. And sometimes I put excuses, which they come. And, and now I can go back and look at those Pontepe journals. Yeah. And and just be intentional about the, the little things in life. For me, uh, when I wake up, I used to rush about everything, but now I learned a lesson. Like, yes, even while you're brushing your teeth, like, take your time brushing your teeth. I mean, not all the time of the world, but that's the present. That's you in that moment, you know? But, yeah. Uh, that was my moment of clarity. My moment of clarity was realize that life it's about today. I don't have to wait to 2020 or next year in order to have good resolutions, but I can actually enjoy present uh, today and -hmm. realize that uh, there's more than just good times. There's also bad times. There's also storms, but hey, we're here. Mm -hmm. And God allows us to be here if you believe in God. He allows us to be here today. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, wherever you're at, whatever you have going on, you have a responsibility to, to, and I want, here's the challenge again, sit down, map out what's happened to you, shaped you, what you've accomplished, all your major life events and reflect on them. Either put them, you can do it visually on a graph over a timeline. You could do it on notes. And as you do so, you'll start to see how things work together. You'll see trends. And I encourage you to pray and think on it and how you've either um, how well you've been playing to get to where you need to be or how life events have changed you. And I guarantee that's going to be insightful for you. I did that under Doug Tilstra's direction in um, 2010 at an intro to ministry retreat. And that really was just really 
I got, I was in tears thinking about things that have happened to me and yeah, by yeah. learning from who we are and seeing how that's shaped, you can finally, it helps you see how this, this habit you have, that's not really you. Yeah. This hang up you have, that's not really you. These feeling these, these depressed feelings, this anxiety. Don't let your struggles define you. It's not really, yeah, it's not really you. These struggles can re- can really reveal who you really are. Mm-hmm. And uh, here at Clarity, I just want to encourage you. Your moments of clarity can be experienced by you as you're open to seeing them and to receiving insight mm. from, a high, from a greater thing, a higher power. And we believe here in Clarity that the Holy Spirit of God is the one who shows us mm. all truth. Mm-hmm. If you found any, it's with his help. Yeah, and we want to encourage you in 2020 to reach out to him. And um, if you're not listening to this before 2020, guess what? You still have a chance today to get to get in. If you'd rate or, or review us, it's going to help us more people see our podcast, but also help us better see. So if you can not just rate us, but also review us on your podcatcher, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, and you'll be in the drawing for a. $25 gift card. So you have to leave. Amazon. Just Amazon. Yeah. What'd I say? Just gift card. But it's Amazon, Amazon is actually more enticing. Ding, you know? ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You can get most anything you want there. Yeah. You can buy another gift card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can buy a gift card with your gift card. You and can buy comic books. Or a new computer. Or a Captain America hat. Yeah. Or a shield. Captain enough, America shield. For twenty-four dollars, perhaps. Interestingly enough, it's hard to find a good Spider-Man t-shirt. Uh, anyway, that's the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> uh, you you, you want to connect with us? We have a Twitter account at Clarity Podcast. We have a Facebook account fb.com/slash Clarity Podcast. As Rich say, please rate and review us in your favorite podcatcher, uh, social media outlet. Uh, pass it along. Pass it along, and. Thank you guys for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Stay tuned for more. I'm Rich. I'm Ruben. And this was Clarity.